Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roll 'em. If you got them, we are on episode 15. I am Dakota, and I am joined with uh, Carl, as always. What's up, everybody? How you doing? All right. So today we are going to take a look at everything um, that was kind of revealed in the Simon Virtual Expo. Um, some attachments, some units, and then some of the Ironborn that have been shown. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so excited. I guess we got so much good stuff today. Yeah, there's such a good day. And then even yesterday, they teased the day before, they teased a little bit of it. Um, but a lot of stuff has um, been released, and we can now dive in and get some more stuff. Yes. So why don't you get us started with your uh, your Baratheons here? All right, so the first things that they discussed were the attachment boxes, and they went into some of the attachments that were put in there. Um, just a little overview on them. There's about 10 to 11 attachments, they said, that would be in these boxes. They're meant to give attachments, from my understanding, attachments that have been released, and then some that aren't released. That way you don't have to like buy a unit box just to get an attachment if you want to get it. Um, obviously, there's some new ones in there, so they did spoil them. Um but going into the Baratheon box, the first one, the one from the Baratheon box that they showed is the Lord of Dragonstone. This is actually a mounted attachment. So it's one of the first, you know, almost like generic mount of attachments we've seen. Um, this guy is going to be a loyalty Stannis attachment um, on his card. You may never include loyalties or attachments of different attachments or units of different loyalties. And then your army may not include um, up to, or may only include up to two Lords of Dragonstone. So you can bring two different attachments that are these Lords of Dragonstone, but no more than two. So I'm guessing there's a couple of different of these guys um, that you might want to bring, but he has an order on him. It's order is Sentinel. And then after another friendly unit within long range is attacked, this unit may make a free charge or maneuver action. If charging, it must target the attacking enemy. Um, so that's pretty sweet. That's basically like a, it's a counter charge or you can get a maneuver, which I love that. Um, yeah, a, a free maneuver can mm -hmm. be so useful. Like they might be on the opposite side of the field, so getting that charge off, especially because they're likely going to be in a unit with a four movement. Yep, the mm -hmm. uh, champions of the stag there. So yeah, that charge is going to be not as common, but the free maneuver is big. Um, yeah. Or if they are, you know, like let's say they're right at that 10 where they could charge. Well, you could take a four maneuver, sure. Or you could attempt the charge. And then if you don't get it, you're at least going to move five. So then when they do activate, now what was a 10 is down to a five. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, super I good. I'm very excited to see some cav attachments for more units coming out mm -hmm. also yeah going into that order too i love it too because there's been a few times i play baratheons and like that first second round you might not get a counter charge or an ours is the fury it's nice to have like an order built in on a unit where it's like oh, i haven't gotten my card yet no big deal i can use this and be just as good yeah um, because really this is like the like cavalry attachment probably going in like champions of the stag or a flayed men you want them to be the units that are making that counter charge most likely um, so I love it. And yeah, that free maneuver is awesome. Maybe you're not quite in the right position to get it. You can maneuver and then activate charge. Well, or, I mean, very, uh, honorable mention here in the Zorus riders, cause yeah. now that free maneuver six inches mm -hmm. help them to get into a flank to kind of get their money's worth out of them with the, uh, you know, their flank, a rear attacking ability thing. Yeah, where they don't allow um, orders or tactics cards to be played on that unit. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that one too because you kind of want to need to hold them back because their defense is only a five. And then also it's like, all right, I can like whip these guys up on the flank real quick and then activate and charge. Yep, yep. That's yeah. six movement, and now you just slingshotted them up the field. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I lo I love that guy. I love I love it. I'm definitely throwing him in some some units. Okay, next we have the mormont veteran for house stark um she is a one point attachment she has the ability hardened each time this unit is attacked after defensive dice are rolled for each of its destroyed ranks automatically block one additional hit i mean that, 
that's, that, that's nice. That is awesome. I mean, we were talking, discussing a little bit earlier. Um, so this is basically too to let those Starks who want to be on that last rank actually like not die on last rank. Right. Give them a little bit more of a functionability on last rank. And then even too, if you get them in one of their defensive units, and it's pretty good price. If you get them in like the Tully, if you put this attachment in a Tully Sworn Shield, and for whatever reason you actually get put down to last rank, you can almost take a ten attack, ten hit or ten dice attack where everything hits, and only take about one wound off it. You know, theoretically, yep. even if you go off of averages. So, you know, super super awesome defensive attachment. Yeah. So our thinking behind that was, let's say you take ten to the front. You Tully Shields, auto block D3, so let's call it two. So now you're taking eight, saving on threes. Let's say you save five of them. So now you're only taking three. And then if if you're on your last rank, well, she's going to auto block two. So now you're only taking one of those 10 hits. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, just, just on averages. Now, obviously, dice can do their own thing, but big fan big yeah fan. yeah i'm a super big fan of that one um and i think too i think starks have some of the strongest one point this one is also a one point attachment um i think the starks have some of the strongest one point attachments in the game um and even anything. though even even though you don't really see all of them but yeah anything they i think they can put out there at one point is really good anything to de-incentivize a uh a dire wolf spam is okay in my book mm-hmm. yep <laughs> no, then i didn't mention it before the lord of dragonstone is also a one point cav attachment yes yeah i don't think i think we forgot to mention that you can only yeah. put uh two of him in an army yeah yeah which that's the first time we've seen that stipulation mm-hmm. which you know once again it's that's pretty cool yeah uh so next is another cav attachment this guy is coming in at two points, the Clegane Butcher. So he's rocking the Spread Fear ability, which is the Dreadfort Captain. That, that's an ability that's been around for a long time. Um, enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test. One other enemy within long range becomes panicked. But he's also has weakened resolve. When an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, that enemy becomes weakened. So, you know... We're doubling down on Lannister Panic, mm-hmm. which is Lannister Panic might be my favorite playstyle. It's just not as viable right now as what you can get out of the Lannister Faith build. Yeah. Um, the Lannister Faith build is just so good that you're not seeing people double down on Lannister Panic anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this guy kind of gets that engine restarted yeah definitely getting some um you know more tokens out there getting some more weakened tokens which you know tywin loves them um yeah i can definitely see him going into a unit of knights of casterly rock um and then being able to like help them pass out some tokens because you can almost like double down on that panic test because like you get attacked you know you'll be able to trigger some lannister supremacy and then all of a sudden that unit is taking one, even though they attacked you. And then you can spread fear, you know, spread fear and get that panicked out there. Um, and then also re-weaken them, you know, themselves. Yeah. So you're not, not taking as many hits back. I, I like it. Um, I don't think I'd ever put him in like a uh, Zorus Rider just because you're almost doubling on getting that weakened. You know, if you get in the flank, um, you're true, get true. weakened out. Um, but still, no, I love that. That's pretty good. Even um, putting spread fear into the... Uh, Flaidman would be pretty good. I mean, you're rocking yeah, an 11 point unit, but that's still going to be very good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, would I rather have him in Nice Castle Rock at 10 or put him in Flaidman at 11? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, either one would be really good because you're uh, Flaidman, you're giving that vicious to, you yep. know, to get those panic tests failed. Well, but. and when you charge an enemy with Flaidman, they become panicked. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now there's a better chance that you fail your panic test, which means there's a better chance that you spread fear and then also a better chance that you become weakened. So I, th- I think he's worth the one more point. Uh, you know, let's make Bolton Flaidman great again. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, get a hat. No, yeah, no, I, de- I definitely think he's worth that two points. I know in the chat, he doesn't actually grant a, um, 
Clegane affiliation. Clegane affiliation. Uh, but really none of the other attachments that are like, you know, maybe like that affiliation specific do either. I mean, the Umber champion doesn't grant Umber. The uh, Mormon that we just showed doesn't grant it. The Cranningman Warden doesn't grant Cranningman. So none of these other guys are really actually granting affiliation. I, um, I know they said that that's more reserved for the like character units, like the higher tier um, attachments. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're looking for him to be like given Clegane, he doesn't do it. So he doesn't. Yeah. He's not going to make your Knights of Cash the Rock a Clegane unit in a Clegane list because that would just be crazy. Oh my, yeah, that'd be that would be nuts. That'd be uh, that'd be crazy. Um. One thing to two add, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, they did kind of mention that it sounded like some more solo models could be coming with these cav attachments. So I know that we have the Kickstarter, the Mountain, the Rides. We might be seeing some more like generic solo guys. Almost like a cab. almost like a Jorah. Mm-hmm. Almost like for, a Jorah. you know, you have a solo, you have the attachment, you know, yeah. Yeah, which I think that would be cool. I mean, obviously give, you know, some more activations to some uh factions that can't really get like the dire wolves or the skin changers or something mm-hmm. like that um and then also obviously getting more units on the field i think it would be really cool big fan big fan i like i like it I like it a mm-hmm. lot all right so going on to the um next one then so the next two that were listed, we don't actually have the full card on these they didn't release the backs of the card so we don't know the points um, so we can do a little speculation with that. They, um, for the free folk, they gave us the Walrus Clan Chieftain, which has an order of resilience. When this unit is attacked after attack dice are rolled, this unit only suffers one wound for every two unblocked hits. And then for the Night's Watch, they gave us the Hardened Ranger, which has the ability Bushwhack. Um, enemies, this unit successfully charged in the flank rear, become panicked and weakened. And then they have Elusive Escape, which this unit may reroll all retreat distance rolls. And then enemies, this unit disengaged from, suffer D3 wounds and may not pivot. Oh, These both, I think, these ones, I I don't want, they might be the best two out of all these. I um, mean, they gotta be three points, right? I, that Hardened Ranger, I think, has to be three points. I mean... Have we seen a generic three-point attachment yet, though? No, no, we haven't. I mean, they I think they would definitely both be worth three points, but I don't think they will be. I'm thinking they're both in the two range. Oh, um, man. The re- oh, so the Walrus, Walrus Clan Chieftain, he definitely can't be one point because if he's one point, I would put him in every unit of Raiders that I put out on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then all of a sudden you're just, like, taking that – you know, you're out activating them, but now all of a sudden your units aren't dying. Like right, on, and that's you know, what I not... want. Like, that's what I want the middle of my table to do when I play mm-hmm. Free Folk. I want to bog you down yeah. while I work some people up some flanks. Yeah, I, that is super good because all of a sudden when you activate and, like, they have to, you know, they're activating and charging, you know, well, you're I mean, able to get to that flank and you're not going to die right away. And all of a sudden yeah, you can lock the units down. Raiders are great, but also... Um, uh, followers of Boner, they they're still rocking a five plus, aren't they? Yes, I think they're still rocking five plus. Okay, so they're on the same par as Raiders. But you put this guy in thin, saving on that four plus. Oh man, yeah. And now you just have this uber tank where mm-hmm. you you either have to not attack them at all or attack them twice in a round, mm-hmm. and hope that your first attack was good enough to make me pop my order. Yep, yep. If I think you have another attack coming, and I'm only going to take, you know, when is uh it's after attack dice are rolled? So before defensive dice are rolled, you mm-hmm, have to yep. pop this. Yep. Um, if you only hit me with three or four, anyways, yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. saving on fours. Like I'll take my two wounds mm-hmm. that are yep. probably coming. So yeah, you're gonna have to dump some resources into kind of vanilla units like. Mm-hmm which is not what you want to do when you're playing against free folk. Now, if this, this guy could maybe see as a two pointer, um, because two points is kind of expensive when you're yeah. talking about free folk, because they have yep. so many good one pointers and that's, you know, two thirds of a unit. Um, but man, I, if, if this guy wasn't, or if this guy comes out as three points, like I won't be shocked. 
No, I wouldn't be shocked. Because we, we know how good this can be on a giant. You know, when you hit a giant for, oh, I landed eight hits, and then I roll some dice, and I'm like, oh, I saved five, so I take one wound. And you're like, oh, damn. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do a whole lot. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. for both of these guys. Thus, Hardened Ranger is... I mean, this guy could ruin it. This guy could potentially ruin a game. Yeah, putting him in a unit of um, the Ranger Hunters. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, that's like the one I'm seeing is because with like the retreating and they have, you know, the ability for retreating. Right. He's yeah. Yeah, he can definitely basically like charge a flank. You're going to get the panicked weekend, which is really good. And then all of a sudden when I free charge free retreat away, not being able to pivot around and all of a sudden you just turned an entire flank on a unit that you know you would at least had a decision to make if you wanted to pivot or not now you can't and now you're actually having to like waste activations to maybe get around and face them or mm-hmm. maybe not face them you know it's, neither oh good no no it's, it's just gonna it's gonna be tough like to make yeah. you know to deal and with that neither of these abilities are orders right they're just abilities so they're, they're just happening abilities yeah. so yeah if you can um what's the uh and now his watch has ended where you can pull an activation token or an NCU. Yep. Yep. So I, and now his watch has ended when you thought like this side of the table, you're like, all right, at least he's done doing stuff over there. I don't have to worry about those Ranger hunters again, who are already in my flank. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We're diving back in and then yep. we're diving back out again. And if I have initiative next round, we're coming back in, in the rear and it could be a disaster. I yeah. Mean, these, they're going to just ping pong units around. And even so the, even if you maybe, uh, maybe you try to put them in some storm brothers. Cause you're like, this might be a flanking unit. And you're like looking to retreat because if you get the, uh, um, watcher on the wall on a unit, um, that unit's going to activate and retreat. You're going to pop D three wounds on them. You know, maybe you didn't get bushwhack off, but you're still giving them D three wounds and then you're recharging in, you know, yeah, but if you, you retreat, you're probably retreating out to the side. Now they can't pivot. Oh, so yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. Sworn Brothers coming in your flank, and you just got panicked and weakened. Yep, yeah, so oh, it's... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just putting him even... Like, I know we're saying Ranger Hunters, but yeah, putting him in any unit is going to be good. It really There's good. A, which, you know, we're, we're, we're just getting through the uh, attachments here. There's so many things that were shown today where I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to go back to playing those guys for a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's just Ooh, like, I'm going to go back to playing those guys for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could even throw this guy in con- conscripts, like put him in conscripts. It's okay. Like he could do. Well, it depends awesome. on how many points he is. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not putting a three point attachment in a four point unit when that three point attachment doesn't help that four point unit stay on the table any longer. Right. You're right. But still, like he but would then work. Again, though, yeah, and maybe he would work. hell, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried this guy yet. Maybe no. he works best in conscripts. I mean, yeah. who knows? I, I mean, paper, I don't know. I don't think so. But you put him in like an awful unit of conscript, like uh, in an awful lead army with conscripts, and all of a sudden you can trigger like his attack cards, where you're giving them attack abilities, and in a flank, and like it's annoying. It's gonna be annoying. He can make any unit good because of Watcher on the Wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watcher on the wall is, I don't know if I would call it an underrated card because the people who know what it does go, yeah, that's p- potentially Night's Watch best card. Yeah, I believe it's potentially Night's Watch best card. It's you know, something that it's like, oh, you just did some stuff. Well, now my Sworn Brothers are in your flank. Like <laughs> nobody wants Sworn Brothers in their flank. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Oh. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, he... Yikes. Big. Big moves here. Yeah, he's 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 a yikes attachment um, for sure. All um, right. Um, so those were all the attachments for the units that, or for the factions that have been released so far um, that we've seen. Um, we didn't see any Targaryen attachments, which is you know fine, but they did get some other things that we'll now talk about that were revealed. Yes. Um, Once again, I'll... we have we have no point cost for these, so we are purely speculating here. Mm-hmm. Purely speculating. Um, Carl, why don't you take the lead on this, and uh, you you talk about the unit you went to first. Oh, I um. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the pikemen. Okay. <laughs> because the pikemen are exactly what we wanted them to be. 
Mm-hmm. They so a little they bit have, more too, I think. Well, they they have two orders. Uh, they have set for charge, which is the um, halberdier's order. If you get charged in the front, you can make a melee attack before the attacker resolves their charge attack. That's awesome because mm-hmm. when someone attacks you, you can potentially get them down a rank before they go into their attack action, which means that they're now going to be rolling some less dice. They also have shield wall. So when they're attacked from the front, once again, after attack dice are rolled, automatically block D3 hits. This is just going to increase their survivability right off the bat. Also, with that increased survivability, you have a saving on a 3+, plus, which, you know, I was, when I was daydreaming about what I wanted to see out of the pikemen, I either wanted to see shield wall set for charge or taunt, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see a 3+. plus. Mm-hmm. I did not think I was going to get something that was so basically perfect for what I was thinking. Yeah. They no. do, so their attack profile, 884 on a 3+, plus, which is, I mean, that's elite offense attack mm-hmm. profile right there. They're moving on a 4, which is quite slow, but Targaryens have enough ways to mitigate movement to where it shouldn't be a big deal. Influence with Danny, you know, at the beginning of the game, maybe I can get that free maneuver of five inches and then a 10 inch uh, march. And now they're they're up where they need to be. And you probably can put Danny elsewhere the rest of the game. They are also going to rock that unyielding where they can never gain condition tokens and they're saving on a morale of a four plus. So once again, helps them stay on the table a little bit longer when they're likely to pass that morale test most of the time. Mm-hmm. yeah so this yeah i know that i think we've discussed this unit before speculating on it it's I think i think it's everything that we've like talked like oh it could have this it could have that and it's like it has all of that yeah um the one thing that i would say i'm most surprised about is the three plus save i thought they would be four plus um just seeing the sword masters and knowing how they're early i was like all right they'll be a four plus with a five movement but they did give them that three plus with the four movement which we see out of all the heavy infantry um mm-hmm and super good morale like looking at this unit i don't know if i'm ever like if i have to attack i'm never going to attack them from the front not unless like, you absolutely have to like i'll never charge them in the front unless it's like this is my only option i have to do it mm-hmm. um like i'll attack them in the front like obviously shield wall is annoying but like if you know you charge me like you got to deal with it but yeah these guys are amazing um how so... much how many how, how much do you think this unit will cost? Let's let's start the speculation some more on okay. how much you think they'll cost. So let's use Halberdiers as our base. Mm-hmm. They have very similar attack profile. Eight eight is Halberdiers eight eight four also. They're they're eight eight four, but they are on a four plus. Okay, and then they also have set for charge. Yep, and a little bit better movement. So Halberdiers mm-hmm. are a six. Mm-hmm. So these oh, less, guys less defense though. Remember that in less defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. So all right. These guys hit on one better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that is two points more. Mm-hmm. They have one slower movement. So let's say that knocks them back a point. So now they're at seven. They have one better defensive save. They're going to go up to an eight. They have one better morale. That has to put them up to a 10. Yeah, they have two better morale. Or yeah. two better morale. That puts them up to a nine. And then shield wall, you think, has to put them up to a 10. I, yeah. I, if, I, if we're just you know, compare and contrast going by the numbers here. Unfortunately, I don't see any way these guys are not at least nine points matching the unsullied swordsman. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And they have unyielding. You didn't even mention unyielding about not taking tokens. Right. I, I right. think these are going to be, I think they're all worth nine or 10 points. I mean, we'll see. I, I definitely think if they said these are a 10 point unit, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. They are. Um, if they came in at nine, I think I'd be excited about it too. Um, because it's that one extra little point too. Like, these guys, they're, they're one of those units you see on the field and you just go and avoid them. I think that's, yeah. what, that's what You're they're going to do. They will be like right, right now, what is a unit that you see it? And you're like, I'm not going to go touch it. Maybe Bolton Blackguard because you're like, I just don't want to get bogged down with these guys. Yeah. Like, I th- it's not going to be any fun at all. I'm just going to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Black Garter in there. I would say the um, like Tully Sworn Shields. 
you don't want to like they're just right. going to bog down. Yep. Yeah. Um, free folk raiders obviously kind of make <laughs> yeah. that list like you because you, you're like i don't get anything for this but that's you know yeah and then even like different. veterans like, it's almost like the like the veterans you know you never you almost like try to avoid veterans because like mm-hmm. unless, like pop them off really quick um they're just gonna like sit there and grind you out in combat uh but yeah no these guys i once they actually showed this card i was just like oh man like yeah everything you wanted is there it's like oh, yeah. i hope they have one of these things and it's like no, right no. like if you oh, look at set for charge shield wall and taunt like set for charge and shield war are the better too oh yeah yeah here's the question i have is that they always say that they you know try to release things at a lower power and then if it needs upticked later they'll uptick it what in the hell does the uptick of these guys look like honestly i do, i think this was the one year they're like all right we're gonna be done with trying to uptick it later we're like we're just gonna drop them we're just gonna let them be um and sort it out later because yeah like i don't like i don't think like they, they legitimately can't give these guys anything else like their card is full so it is. that like, it is like the uptick would only be like better movement better dice you can't get better defense i mean you can get better defense but they wouldn't give it to an infantry unit i wouldn't think like, I wouldn't give them a two plus like that. No, not, not dudes that are wearing skirts. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, this might be them just saying, we're not going to uptick them later. We're going to leave leave them as is full bore. They're trying to find that one unit they never have to touch. They're like, yeah. let's, let's make a unit we can just release and never have to bother with it. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to hear about Stagnite sucking anymore. We don't want to hear about the Pikeman sucking. They're just going to be good. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, so that was the first one they showed. The second one I think they showed for the Targaryens, which we were speculating on some of this, it is the Dothraki. Um, I'll mispronounce this. I think you pretty uh, much just ignore the age. Yeah, ignore the age. It's Rakars. Rakaz, I think. Yeah, Rakaz. Um, so this is the unit with the lion in it that we we had some the like box art. Lion, baby. The white lion. Um, we had some box art spoiled for him. Um, so this is actually a um beast uh i forget what they call it or like a, a monster like a, a monster yeah sorry yes. monster that's what i was going for i'm just seeing you know they said it will be on a large solo tray mm-hmm. um so, going off of that i th- i think I it would kind of be like a i think we're gonna assume like siege tray right yeah yeah that's what i was thinking like the um scorpion uh, in the, like the scorpion yeah. yeah something like that maybe a little bit smaller not 100 percent sure Yep. Um, because those are really like two solo trays put together. Um, Basically, yes. Yeah, yeah, so these guys, so this model has five wounds. <clears throat> um, at the start of this model's activation, it may make a free maneuver action, so it's like a cab almost. Um, mm-hmm. It has six movement going off of that. Um, and then you may hold this model off the table instead of deploying it at the start of any round as its activation, deploy this model fully within short range of any flank table edge. So that's and they have good. vicious. Oh, and they have vicious. Um, and their attack is uh, six dice on a three plus. Like I said, they had six movement. They have a four defense, three plus morale. Um, so they describe this unit really as like a cruise missile. Like it's not going to last long because it's only got five wounds. Um, which obviously sometimes I think the five wounds things can like live a lot longer than you expect. But man, like if this thing can actually get deployed on the flank and then charging in a rear whoa um they're gonna do some crazy stuff yeah i have uh i i have some ideas on mm-hmm. already how i could incorporate these guys into my already targaryen game plan which who in the hell knows because things have not going well in nrg for me but um right yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but so what do you think for points here um for points i'm not a hundred percent sure this is the one like i haven't maybe thought as much about these guys for points i would i would think maybe like i'm gonna go conservative here i'm gonna go like six like okay i I think they're gonna be like a lower cost thing they don't have the wounds like they have the movement Mm -hmm. um they're hitting on a three plus like everything else but they do have like one less attack die um but they do have a decent defense and a three plus morale. So they're really not going to fail morale tests. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I think gonna they, go even lower. I'm going to say five. 
I would, I could see five, but it just could... because if you touch these guys, they should die. Right. Well, we're saving a four plus. So yeah, so they're if not. You're, if you're not bringing sundering or anything, um, they might make half their saves. They should make half their saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, with that logic, you got to hit them with ten hits to one shot them. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know. Like five to, to me, five seems a little low just with some of the tactics cards that they have like mm-hmm. available to them. I think if you saw these at five, like I don't know if I would field any other unit than these guys. I just put my only thinking six is six of these out there. Since I don't see any way the pikemen are not nine, mm-hmm. that'll put Targaryen point cost at six, six, nine, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Like if we get another like six, 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 nine, nine, ten, like. Come on, man! Give me some point variation. Give me something to work with here. Right? No, I, I can. I could definitely see that for more variation. Watch them come um, in at like four. I hope play testing didn't go well with these guys. <laughs> I hope yeah. every play tester was like, "Oh, they're terrible." All right. We'll yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe four, but at the same time, like, how, I mean, I don't think you could keep more than. Yeah, I mean, look like, how skinny. You bring, look you how skinny the dude on the horses. That's that's no real Dothraki. Give him four <laughs> points. Make him four. Make him four. Uh, that dude. That dude's lightweight. I mean, I'd I'd figure out how to bring an NCU commander with these guys. I mean, they don't have one yet, but ten ten of these guys on the field, one NCU commander, and just go. Oh my <laughs> god! Four points. You just um, deploy them in every corner of the board to start round one. Right. Yep. Yep. Like here you go. There's all my activations. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. But you'd have to deploy one to start the game, or I think you would immediately lose to start the right. game since you don't have any units on the table. Yeah, I, it's just I I'm not a hundred percent hundred percent sure on where that these guys would fall. They they seem like they're gonna do really well, you know, attacking. Like obviously getting those flank and rear charges in, that's what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't know. I mean, if they came in at five or less. They're really good value. I mean, they're I'm hoping super they come value. Five. Yeah, I mean, because, if because if they, they came only in have five, five wounds. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see a five. Um, but yeah, they're they're gonna be fun. I think you're gonna see them out there and just be like, oh yeah, and then they're gonna do some crazy stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so those were it for the already released factions. Um, they. Then actually, um, started giving us some Greyjoy information, which oh. was awesome to see. Which is the net, the next faction to be released. Right. Um, so on the I, first uh... day of the Seamon Expo, they showed the Ironborn Reavers. Um, which, did you have something you wanted to add in there, Carl? Oh, I was going to say that because they said that these guys are supposed to be the healing faction, like. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be their uh, their shticked. So I wanted to make the meme, you know, the dude walking with his girlfriend, but he's looking back at the other girl. <laughs> and I wanted his girlfriend to be um, all Night's Watch players that only play Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then looking at the Greyjoys with all the heels and the little morale bubble on Asha you, you, and stuff. You could, you could make his girlfriend Renly also. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, they did. They did mention that the Greyjoys would be the heel faction but it wouldn't be like a a standard healing like it would be some like i would say weird maybe not weird the weird is definitely not the white word right word but it would be a different way of healing but it would be a lot of heals so Um, you know which we'll we'll get into this with the stuff that we're about to go over here and what we've seen but i think it's going to be more of a slow and steady heal. mm -hmm. yeah like everyone's just going to heal a little bit all the time versus Mm -hmm. these giant dump heels that we kind of see out of night's watch you know aim into the bags and you restore seven and then john snow gets you three more and now you went from one to ten you know in one turn basically mm-hmm. like yep i think these guys are going to be more of the like they don't want to grind you down but at the same time they're they're not going to mind that prolonged combat maybe because yeah, I mean, they seem I, to be able, they seem to have a lot of ways to get little heels, but yeah, we'll, let's yeah. Uh, we'll dig into them here. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll first start that. with the Ironborn Reavers. Um. So this has been declared as like the base unit for them. 
Yeah. Um, this was the first thing of the Greyjoys that was spoiled. So this is um, we don't know the cost. Um, they are an infantry unit. They have a movement of six. They hit on a four plus at eight six three. They have a defense of five, a morale of seven. Um, uh, they have hand axes, which are sundering. Um, and then this um, that rolls plus one attack die and gains plus one to hit per pillage token on this unit. And then pillage. So after completing a melee attack for each enemy rank this unit destroyed, it gains one pillage token. Each unit may have up to two pillage tokens at any time. Um, so basically, you destroy ranks, you're getting pillage tokens, pillage tokens, up your offense. So basically, their max offense could be two, 10 dice, 2 plus, you know, at full ranks, mm-hmm. if they haven't taken any wounds yet. Yes, and this, so you can score two pillage tokens in one attack. Yes. You, you, you can score off of doing three wounds on an attack, and then them failing a panic test and taking mm-hmm. two more. So if a, let's say a unit is sitting there and it has nine models left... You only have to take out five, and you technically just destroyed two ranks. You now have two pillage tokens, so that's gonna be kind of this um, this pretty awesome. Like their base unit is gonna be like a cleanup unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah. The, the other the other two that we we saw um, earlier in the year back in March. I'm assuming these are the two that are going to be in the starter box are also the house um, Harla, Harla Reapers, mm-hmm. Harlaw Reapers, and, Har- then the, Harlow. and then the uh, the Iron Makers. Mm-hmm. But we don't have any details on those two yeah, units. No yet. details on them. Um, and they did mention that it seems like every unit is going to have this pillage mm-hmm. token system on them. So they should apparently they're all going to have pillage. Um, yep which I think is pretty cool, basically having this unit where you're like, oh, I can do this, but then it gets like cranked up to 11. Um, and then the, they, they also had stated that you're there's going to be a lot to de-incentivize you to take neutral units in your Greyjoy armies, which I think we see a real good example of that with one of the NCUs we'll talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, no, I, I definitely... Uh, I think that's pretty cool too. I don't, I mean, not that I don't like seeing neutrals and stuff, but it's almost like this is your faction. You're going to play this faction. You know, I, I, I know it's, it's wrong of me, but I'd like to play my factions without neutrals for the most part, a unit of cutthroats here and there. Okay, cool. But I really don't use a lot of neutrals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm the same way, like the more purest state. The yeah. One... The only faction I feel like I can kind of put them in would be like the Starks or the Lannisters, just because they are kind of Starks and then they kind of were Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I think that's cool though. Not 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 having to rely on neutrals or not wanting to have to rely on them. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah. Our our first commander. Well, the only nope they have shown two commanders, but they only gave us the back of the card or the front of the card i don't know Mm -hmm. for one of them we only have both sides for one so asha Greyjoy, which um if anyone in the show is wondering her name is not asha in the show because Mm -hmm. they were afraid that asha and osha were too much alike and they were going to confuse people so i don't remember what her name is in the show but in the books her name was yara yara yep she was yara Greyjoy. boom Mm -hmm. um so in the books asha Greyjoy. So we don't know any of her tactics cards, or well, we know we know the card. We don't know what they do. She has Ironborn Pride, Raider Bravery, and Warcry. Uh, I think um, Warcry is probably pretty simple. She probably does something beginning of the round, and then all units within long range get a buff or something for the mm-hmm. rest of the yeah. round. Yeah, something along those lines. Purely yep. speculation, but her front side of the card—that's what we're gonna call it. So she has the Order, Stubborn, Tenacity. This unit passes the panic test. When I'm engaged with it, suffers D3 wounds. We've seen that a few times before. It is, uh, it's quite nice, especially mm-hmm. when you have a unit of low, uh, you know, that old, that's real close to dying, and you just need to push them over that edge. Like, hopefully you can find a way to cause a panic test on yourself, mm-hmm. or they cause a panic test, whatever. To pair with that, Inspiring Presence, which is the uh, Mance Raider commander, deal um this unit's stat morale stat becomes five plus friendly units within short range can use this unit's morale stat for all morale tests 
Yeah, I think she looks like a great commander. She's obviously like that central unit, buffing everybody's morale, um, which we saw off that unit. They have a seven morale. Obviously, if you can have it be a five, it's going to be good. I mean, you're yep. going to basically up that defense. Um, yep, gives you more time to stay alive, more time to obtain pillage tokens, more time to use obtained pillage tokens. Mm-hmm. So, yep, Yeah, I'm excited, too, that she has her very own tactics cards, and we're not seeing any, like, repeats of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I, I enjoy seeing it where it's, you know, new stuff, not maybe like retooled or repurposed stuff. Um, all right. So that was Asha Greyjoy, the one commander. Um, I believe she, the, did they mention that she was in the starter box? I, be, I believe they did. I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm assuming that the yeah. two commanders that they showed us are both starter box. But yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Because yeah, um, we've seen her and we have... We have a commander picture for Euron, but mm-hmm. all we have is this three commander cards. Cunning Ploy, uh, Devious Methods, and Mind Games. Cunning mm-hmm. Ploy we've seen, um, yep. and that's it, right? Yeah, we haven't seen the other two. Devious Methods. There's another Methods card. Adaptive. No. Yeah, adapt- yeah it's called Adaptive Methods. I thought it was Adaptive Tactics. Maybe there's both. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. I know the neutrals have one. It's called There's a Methods method. somewhere else <laughs> in the game. But yeah, that's that's all we have for him. And then yeah, then we're just going off what was revealed with him at the same time. They have a character. The name is Q A R L. Um, you could pronounce it Carl. Some people were saying it's pronounced Coral. We're not really sure. So this was apparently a very minor character in the books. Um, wasn't in the show at all. Um, and this is an attachment, and it's companion Asha Greyjoy. And then this attachment ignores usual attachment restrictions when added to a unit containing Asha Greyjoy. So it's a one-point attachment that you can put in her unit. Not too sure what it does because we only see the, you know, back of the card, the point side. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Basically, two attachments in one unit. Hopefully, I mean, I'm guessing it's some maybe some sort of attack buff. Um, maybe I don't know. Not too sure. Yeah, it's Carl Asha's champion. So I mean, I'd like. I'd like to think it's an attack buff just because she's kind of like a defensive thing. But yeah, no, it looks pretty cool. I mean, we don't have really any information on it, but I think the model will look pretty cool based off the picture. Um, So moving on, we'll move on to the one NCU that was spoiled. Um, So this is Aaron Greyjoy, the Aaron Greyjoy, the damp hair. Um, I I guess it's, how is he pronouncing it? Damp fear? Or something damn, like that. Yeah, damn fair. I've always pronounced like it damp hair. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard it pronounced damp hair also. Yeah, yeah, I never, never, never yeah. at it. Um, so this is an NCU four point NCU. Um, it has the ability is rise again harder and stronger. So Aaron may only may only influence Greyjoy units. So that's pretty cool. That's neat. that. That's pretty cool. Basically, if you bring neutrals, you can't influence them. Um, obviously, it has an influence ability. So while influencing unit, each time that unit performs an action, it may restore up to one wound. And then each time it destroys an enemy with melee attack, it may restore D3 wounds. Um, so yeah, basically, if you're doing actions, you'll put like one wound back on, one wound. Then if you get the destroy, you can you know go D3. Yep. Basically, you know, a, a healing NCU, which is cool. And then that's, you know, basically going to guarantee. So each time an enemy destroys a, or each time a unit destroys an enemy with a melee attack, it may restore D3. That's basically D3 plus one because you're going to get a surge fourth because you just destroyed someone with a melee attack. And that surge well, fourth is that would be performing D- another action, which it may restore one more wound. Technically, it'd be D3 plus two because you're taking an attack action. Right. Well, yeah, because you would. Um, yeah. Well, you would take the you would restore the first one when you make the attack. Yep. And then you destroy the enemy, gain D three, and then you surge forth, gain one more. So mm-hmm. yeah, that whole turn would be D three plus two heals, but they your heals come at three different stages, which is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, no, I like him. I think uh obviously going into maybe like that softer defense, he's just going to let you slowly tack back on those wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it even goes into like, if you kill a unit, which is, you know, that Viking mentality almost, um, you restore. Yep. And Um, then uh, 
I'm, I'm assuming Greyjoys are going to have some movement shenanigans. So you activate him to start the round and you have a unit that you're planning on, you know, taking the maneuver zone. And then you have something else in your hand that's going to get him a move. And then you get an attack off. Like you might be healing that unit for one wound, like multiple times around mm -hmm. three, yep. maybe four times. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have like a on that unit. Yeah, maybe they even have like a retreat card for something like regroup mm -hmm. and reform or something like that where they can move or not even regroup and reform, but like, you know, where they're retreating out to like heal themselves and go, you know, to get back in there. I mean, there's definitely a lot of possibilities for that. And um, then the one attachment that we've seen, the Reaver Captain, which if he's going to go on the Ironborn Reavers and they're the base unit of the starter box, I'm going to assume that we're going to get two of these guys mm -hmm, Yep, in the starter box. They both have the outflank ability, so you may hold this unit off instead of deploying it at the start of any round as an activation to play it fully within short range of any flank table edge. So if their starter box is looking for you to deploy, to, to be able to deploy two units on flank edges, like that's got to be very important to them as a faction, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I feel like it's not going to be the only time we see this with these guys. Yeah, I definitely like seeing him where you're going to like maybe put multiple out there. It's like, yeah, you want to you want to be that guy that goes first in round 2 because you can like see where everybody's deploying um and then at start of round 1, drop a guy on that flank at the you know, at the start of the round and then start of round 2, drop another guy but then actually activate the one on the flank and not get him killed. Well, you could drop both of them start around one right oh yeah they're not it's it's an ability yes yeah. so you could drop yeah. them both start around one so um, yeah you might shit you might run three of these guys in your army you might deploy one unit to start the game mm -hmm. yep and then start around one plink 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 and their hope you know a, an army like lannister that's gonna be a problem they don't mm -hmm. have movement shenanigans you know it's difficult now someone with like a swift advance, free folk, Starks, if someone's running heavy cav, not going to be a great strategy because you're going to be spread out kind of everywhere and they're going to be able to pick and choose where they team up. But Right, yep. But yeah, I, th I think it's pretty cool too because that's almost like taking the maneuver to a different type of place where instead of like just deploying it and then moving out, it's like I'm going to deploy everywhere or yeah. everywhere I want to deploy and then I'm there. Instead of being like, oh yeah, I'm going to deploy here and then swift advance or force march up. It's like, I'm going to, you know, drop them on this flank, and the next round I'll maneuver them onto that token, you know, if it's near yep. the edge. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that was the one basic attachment that we think would be coming in this, the starter box. And then they also spoiled one um, basic tactics card, and it is what is dead may never die. So when a friendly combat unit would be destroyed, um, that unit remains in play with D3 remaining wounds. Um, attach this card to that unit and then while attached each time that unit performs an action before resolving that attack before resolving that action it suffers d3 wounds unless you control the swords or the combat zone i should say yeah um so that's pretty cool because basically if you're about to die you throw them on there you stay with you know d3 um this card gets attached you know kind of indefinitely it doesn't ever say when it comes off and then um while attached, you know, you're basically if you want to do an action, you're gonna have to take D three unless you have those that combat zone yep. um to stay alive. So that's that's pretty cool. Um Yeah, so if you play this, keep them alive and you only roll a one on that D three for the how many wounds you have to stay alive, like you might not uh choose to do anything when they activate. Mm -hmm. You might just take no action and because you know you're going to die before you get to do your action anyhow. Now, if you roll a three, you're like, all right, you know, there's a pretty good chance, a 33% chance that I die here. So, like, oh, I'm going to take my chances at 33%. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. and who knows, if it's a unit of Reavers and you have uh, two pillage tokens on them, you're, so you're, what, do, do five dice hitting on twos? Yeah, you know. With Sundering, eh, all going to come down to game situation, but yeah, what is well, that made ever die is kind of a great card. Yeah, I like it. It's, I like it. 
is it the best is it the best like don't die card in the game yeah it has to be because the next uh, best would probably be john snow right i would say the next best, best would either you be, have to pass a morale test his would either be john snow or i would say um eldon astronauts his is really good because you're getting victory points for a unit dying like yeah you're giving up those heals um right but you're you're still losing the unit right yeah, yeah, you still use the unit. So, yeah, I'm saying, like, the best card... Oh, yeah, for, for staying keep, alive. Like, yeah. They die, and you get to keep the unit. Like, this one is basically a for-sure thing. Yeah, and think... The one thing I was thinking about... So, say it was near the end of the round, and that unit dies. And, you know, hypothetically, you lead off the next round. All right, you put um, Aaron Greyjoy on the combat zone. You influence that unit, and then you attack. And all of a sudden, you don't. it doesn't matter about... You control the swords, so that part doesn't matter. And now you're just re-healing them up. You know, yep. your action heal, maybe you kill something because you're hitting on a two plus with five dice. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it, it's, it seems pretty, pretty decent. Actually, you know, you're going to keep you alive. Like, yeah, you're going to keep taking D3 until you end up dying. But, yep, I am uh, I'm very excited to see what these guys bring. Um, yeah. So. All right. So that was actually the last, you know, the last card um that was spoiled it wasn't actually the last thing i would say that was spoiled oh yeah Um, but it was the last card (laughs) so the one thing that they did that ended the stream was um they showed us some models it's dragons people (laughs) yeah so they they let's go (laughs) they showed us a dragon model on a what would be a 60 millimeter base um so like a cavalry tray base or a solo model tray base and then they show just next to a, a it looked like it to me it looked like a Greyjoy um bannerman you know I, yeah I, I think it was probably the reaver yeah I, I was guessing it was just in there for like size comparison because we all know basic size of a um bannerman and it looked like like a not a young dragon but like a, a teenage dragon i should say yes no not like a full full-blown ass kicker um, right just like one that's gonna mess your day up yeah like, i uh you know who knows what that thing's gonna bring. I'm assuming it's gonna be fire, but uh, <laughs> so excited! I'm, I'm yeah. glad that it it's gonna be on a solo. It at least looks like it's gonna be on mm-hmm. a solo tray. I was hoping it wouldn't be like on an infantry sized tray, but it's just the one model. And I was, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, I'm glad it's going on a solo try at least for now who knows what the future holds if we get adult dragons or whatever i'm hoping i'm hoping it's cool enough and cheap enough to to want to use the thing yeah i would like Mm -hmm. like i don't want to see something that costs 15 points right in an army where everything's already expensive but at the same time i want my dragon to be badass right yeah so i i'm hoping it has a similar output to what the stone thrower brings to the table yeah yeah that i think that would be reasonable um i think i mean i hope it doesn't be one of those things that completely breaks the game where it's like oh i'm just gonna bring dragons and then as another player being like well this is not gonna be fun hope it doesn't have like add that negative play experience yeah i will be excited to see it because i think it's like as a solo unit for the Targaryens, it would be very cool. Um, I, I, you know, obviously we all know my personal bias here, but I'd say the biggest negative play experiences have not been in the expensive units, but rather in the very, very cheap or free units. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I almost... you did, we, I think I would say we both have negative play though with the Stone Thrower. Um, equally like playing against it and playing with it i've definitely had negative play with it yeah and i more than i've felt my opponent was having negative play against it yeah i feel like i think you've ran it like the stone thrower once once or twice and it's basically like hitting every time doing like nine wounds and it's just like why did i even bring an army (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no um no i i hope i hope it like fits in there really well i hope it doesn't take it where you're not you know one to do like a bunch of have to have to do a bunch of crazy stuff to overcome it i should say yeah i i don't i don't think so i think they've had enough time to look and see 
you know, how the stone throw has affected the game, which really hasn't, I don't think it's been a lot. Like, I don't think a lot of people are bringing it. People definitely aren't bringing it competitively because it's too easy to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With basically Walter Frey. Like, yeah. if your opponent even has one list as Walter Frey in it, you're like, well, I'm not bringing a stone thrower today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because half the time you're not using it. But anyhow, it's a completely different conversation. Yep. Dragons, people. The, the one thing I will say, I'll, you know, add in with the models is the models weren't like a finished, like colored, uh, I would call it resin. You know, it wasn't that like purple Targaryen color. It was, mm. it looked like it was maybe like a new sculpt. Like they had a, the sculpt finish and didn't have it molded yet. Um, so it looked, it didn't, it didn't look like it was something that was done and completed. So no idea on a, like a time frame for it. You know, they could have shown us that and it not be coming out for two years for all we know. Right. I would hope that's uh, not the case. Yeah, I know. I hope that's not the case either. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to add in, just because I know we're kind of in this place where I feel like with the game, something comes out and you basically have to get it, you know, you get that starter box right away and then you almost have to wait for it. They did say that, um, if you haven't heard this before, the starter boxes from now on, they're planning to release the starter box, um, release the hero one with it, and then re-release about two to three additional units. Mm-hmm. Um, they did talk about like their their previous style was release a starter box, let you play with that sometime, and then, then like slowly integrate more units. Um, they're switching it to just like starter box units, go play, have fun. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm a super, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, you know, we're, we've both been in the state. You, you've been in a state of just your Baratheons mm-hmm. for some time now. Yep. I pretty much feel like that is where I'm going to be with Targaryens for a while mm-hmm. is just my starter boxes. I, I did was able to get a unit of unsullied. Yeah. Uh, which are pretty rare here in the U S I guess, but like Targaryens really need that hero box. And I think it's going to be a while they're saying mm-hmm. June, but unfortunately I'm not getting my hopes up. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it would be really nice if they, you know, go to these quarterly releases and all the poop is in a group to where we do get that starter box, few units and a hero box. Cause it would be, you know, like what would Brathians on release? They would have had Rose Knights, Rolor Faithful, Heroes 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. That day. Maybe uh, even Champions of the Stag that day. Maybe Champions of the Stag. Yeah, we've known about Champions of the Stag forever. Yeah. Targaryens would have been starter, Heroes 1 unsullied pikemen and uh rakaz or yeah whatever they are yeah like, I, oh yeah. my gosh i would feel so much better right now if i had access to like i would feel like i have access to a full army mm-hmm. yeah that's the one thing like, with my baratheons i feel like i'm just I'm throwing neutral band-aids in there to try to make them better which it can be really good like they do have some good synergies with some of the neutral stuff but on the other hand it's like they're neutrals and like we were talking before i'm more of a purist when it comes to my armies and like to just throw Baratheon right. things in there um so yeah I, I if they can actually get this on track and do it like this where like it you know the faction gets released with stuff it'll be great and i think it'll even add to it being you know competitive because you're almost the past couple of factions haven't been really competitive out of the starter box i don't think i think the one the you know the best competitive unit out of the starter box was like the night's watch because that's mm-hmm. you know they got 45 points in that box um and then really even like the Starks and Lannisters, they released with the Kickstarter stuff. So they already had multiple units when they released and they were, you know, pretty good right away. Like obviously they've yep. had tweaks along the way, but you know, you're not sitting around waiting for a bunch of units. Um, Much truth. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping that they can get that on track and then we can have that from now on. And then, you know, if they can actually stick to a quarterly, quarterly release schedule, it'll be great. And so they maybe like missing a month every yeah, you know just, missing every month and then all of a sudden having a bunch come at once i'd rather just yeah. be like oh i know a bunch is going to come at once then yep anything to make it consistent mm-hmm. yep because the game has been very inconsistent in its releases yeah basically the whole time mm-hmm. all right well everyone uh thanks for hanging out <laughs> while we go over the visions in the flame here and you know kind of our perspectives on it 
Cody, got anything else? Yeah, no, just thanks for joining us. Um, this was kind of a, a big vision that happened. A lot of things, you know, were shown to us, and I think it was awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, hopefully in a couple weeks, I think we're planning to go to the store and get models back on the table again, finally, mm-hmm. which, man, I feel like it's been forever Yeah, since I know, I've, right? like, pushed a movement tray and rolled real dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I saw some pictures of some of our buddies that actually were able to get out before us, and it was like, oh my, like, there's other models out there, not just the ones I own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I saw um, Brathian players using a Cersei NCU. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, oh yeah, they don't, they don't have malware now. They don't <laughs> right? have hero bots. Yeah, we've all yeah. been playing on tabletop simulators so long. I forgot yeah. these things aren't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those those should be coming soon. Um, I do. I feel like those will be on time in June. I hope so. I really hope so. I hope but we'll we get see. this drop at the right time. But all right, thanks for everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Ha. <laughs>